Welcome to the Pete Primo Show. It is episode 153, and we are with Sean Hathaway from uh, Mattress World Northwest. As soon as Sean gets here, and it's how to win in 2024. So without further ado, let me pay the bills. And if you have been waiting to buy, sell a million, 101 tips for furniture and mattress store owners, wait no more. Order it on Amazon today and start making more money right away. And my friends at the Mattress Industry Network Group, thank you for your sponsorship. If you are in the mattress industry and you do not belong to the Mattress Industry Network Group, what are you waiting for? It's a free Facebook uh, group, over 2,200 strong, maybe 2,300 strong. Um, if you want to learn how to build, market, sell, and succeed in the mattress industry, there is no better place for you. And it's 100% free. Just hit it with your, hit that QR code with your phone and uh, say hi. I'm in there several times a week. And it's a great group. Um, Greg and Steve have done a great job with this group, creating a situation where we can all um, share experience and learn from each other instead of learning everything the hard way. So to McDonald, I'm super excited about this one too. And yes, Mattress World Northwest is doing a great job. Um Ryan Bailey, thank you for being here, Ryan. Ryan is one of our superstars in this industry and actually uh, works with Sean at, at Mattress World Northwest. And the only thing we are waiting for is Sean. But we're not going to wait. We're going to get going. Uh, Chris at DreamFit, great guest on what I assume is the last episode of 2023. That would be correct, my friend. This is the last episode of 2023. And uh, wishing everybody here a happy new year. And I hope everybody had a great holiday. Let's get started. We got to start. We got to get going. So God willing, Sean will be here. If he's not, we're still going to have a great show. Any other comments I should be aware of, Chris? Not yet, Pete. But uh, anybody wants to chime in um, and ask Pete any year-end questions, um, we've got some. Uh, we've got a Facebook user here. Let me go ahead and turn my camera on because it's just kind of weird when I'm doing the voice of God here. Um, <laughs> right, greatest producer in the world, not quite at God level, but, but close, close. That'll never happen, right? Facebook we can, we can user... never get to that level. Who is this? Good morning. Somebody needs more brownies. That's okay. a good hint. Well, number one, anybody who calls me Peter, not Pete, it mm -hmm. is it is uh, pretending to be my mother, and <laughs> and I'm in trouble. I'm I'm feeling a little antsy. So, uh, who is the Facebook user? You, you need more brownies? Yeah. Oh, so so while we're waiting for Sean Hathaway from Mattress World uh, Northwest, this is a good opportunity for those who are watching and want to join in the conversation on Facebook. Uh, Facebook user um, shows up because you haven't allowed Facebook to connect to StreamYard, which is what we're using here. So the easy way to do it, if you're on Facebook, and then we'll know who you are, like our friend Tim McDonald here with his super cool I'm driving uh, avatar and his name uh, right there. Um, you can um, go to streamyard.com slash Facebook. 
And if you go to StreamYard.com slash Facebook, um, you just basically connect your Facebook to StreamYard, and then that way we can see who it is. But I think we know now. I think we have some comments in here, Pete. That So here we go. Cloud9, Mr. Pete. Oh, Bob Very. Okay. Bob, you're being so cryptic this morning. <laughs> Thank you for being here, brother. Thank you for being here. And uh, I'm glad you enjoyed Jenny's brownies. I think just about everybody does. I've, I've never heard any complaints. No. So. Is there a special ingredient in the, uh, in the brownies, Pete? Yes. Yeah, so what she oh, does is, okay. is she puts a symphony bar in mm-hmm. the middle of it. Oh. A symphony bar. The Hershey's yeah. symphony bar, yeah. right? Then she pours half the batter. The, oh, the that's Hershey's that's symphony good. bar. Then half the batter and bakes it. And it is crazy, crazy good. Chris, question for you. Uh-oh. You do a lot of shows. You produce a lot of shows. You're on a lot of shows, too. You are mm-hmm. kind of all over the place. What is... Everybody kind of predicting mm. globally, um, business-wise for 2024. And then we're going to get into how to win in 2024. So what, what are the things? And anybody who is watching, chime in. We want to hear. You know, what, what are you thinking? I mean, mm. one of the things that jumps to the top of my head is it's an election year. That's never great uh, in yeah. America. Um, and it, it's probably going to be probably as nasty as it's ever been, perhaps even more nasty and maybe even with some more uh, turbulence than normal. Mm-hmm. But what are you hearing out there? Well, in, in the business that I'm in, I'm going to try to make this pertinent to uh, the audience sure. uh, that's here. Tell me again who Cloud9 is. Uh, Cloud9 is a mattress store. Okay, but the the user here, what's what's our user's name Bob here? Bob Very. Bob. Okay, so we've got Bob and we've got Chris and we've got Tim and we've got Ryan. Okay. Mattress industry, right? The yep. industry that I'm in is uh is a podcast industry, but I'm going to tell you um kind of what everybody's talking about in terms of um what everyone's pocketbooks are looking like, right? Are people pulling back? Um I'm hoping that that I'm able to kind of get an understanding of what how much money people are spending, like on Amazon, like how were the holidays for businesses, right? Reason why they used to call it Black Friday was because, boy, if you didn't hit your numbers, right, you got hit. You had to be in the black, right? You had to, you had to hit your numbers, or you know, you could end up being out of business, out of luck, out of business. And um, so, a lot, so you'll hear sort of like what happened over the holidays and how sales were. Um, I haven't gotten a sense of that, but what I think people are are doing is everyone is looking at a lot of. Um, you know, AI stuff, a lot of tech stuff to, uh, to, to see if they can utilize that stuff and maybe try it and incorporate it in what they're doing. And what's happening is we're finding a lot of it's not ready for prime time. It's just not ready. People are, people are a little afraid of it. And I think a lot of companies are afraid of investing a lot of their resources into it because people are saying, Hey, um, customers aren't trusting something. You know, it's a nice little brand and thing to throw on something that that, it, that something is AI driven, and you could say that. But people are not really necessarily trusting. And so, when you're thinking about your pocketbook, and maybe you've got less 
resources to spend on things like a mattress or spend on things like something for your bedroom or something you don't necessarily need to. I don't think people are, I think trust is a big factor in that kind of stuff. So, so in the podcasting realm and the, and then that in video and a lot of what I do, man, I don't know if you've ever seen a, uh, an AI video. Boom. It's just weird. It's just not, you can just tell it's just not real. And so I think what is going to work in, in a lot of cases is humanity is going to rise to the top. The people who are being excellent storytellers. Uh, are the people that are going to rise out of this thing. And so a lot of this artificial intelligent content and stuff that's being made is sort of mediocre. And what's what people are going to resonate with is the stuff that people have taken their time with to create that's excellent. And so instead of creating more mediocre, more piles of mediocre content and things to drive things, I think it's people being creative humans. Uh, that are gonna that are gonna rise to the top. So that's kind of what way the way I lean as it relates to everything. Everybody likes to go to the shiny object and AI and you know what's what's this and you know it's 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 fun to kind of like think what it'd be like, right? But it's not. I think people want to trust humans, especially to make purchases, like like yeah. mattresses, like like techno- technological equipment. You know the stuff that that the, that I'm out here peddling. So, yeah. yeah. So, this is the one thing that I, I would say when we look at 2023, which was a pretty tough year mm-hmm. in the mattress industry, the, the stores that rose above and were like head and shoulders above everybody else who actually had increases and large increases at that, those stores all have one thing in common. And the one thing that they have in common is they all do their own ugly social media. They do the iPhone, Android, rough and tumble, down and dirty social media clips and corny stuff still works as long as it's human. As long as it doesn't look and feel like AI, it's gonna work. So guys and gals, especially you guys and gals with imagination and you have like goofy songs playing in your head, get them out of your head and get them onto your social media and differentiate yourself from the mattress store down the street. I mean, let me ask you a question. If, if you're shopping for a mattress and listen, we all hear these numbers seven to eight years is what the buying cycle should be, but it's not. People buy their mattresses probably every 12 to 15 years, okay? That's that's the real buy-in cycle. And we would love it to be seven years. I would love it to be seven years. All of us would be making double what we're making. It's that simple. So, yes, Tim, I love you. You are such a cool dude. Yes, nailed it, Pete. People want personal connection to somebody that they want to do business with. 100%. It's what, listen, this thing is the greatest blessing and the greatest curse in all of mankind. How is it that we're this connected and yet people sit on a bench with tears in their eyes? No one is even saying hi to them. They're not saying hi to anybody else. They're dying of loneliness. Yet, supposedly, we're more connected than ever. So, 
your you connecting to your audience is what's going to separate you. And you not saying the slick stuff that the huckster down the street says. You pausing and taking a moment and saying, listen, I would love to say yes to your question, but I have to say no. And let me tell you why. This is what I've learned in my last 10 years of doing this, my last 20 years of doing this. In my case, my last 41 years of doing this. Let me show you what I've learned and what I really think the best answer is for you. And taking a, that time and taking a risk to be different. We know that people like easy answers. They want it nice and they want it easy. But life's often not easy. It's not black or white. It's gray. And if your selling process allows you to be real, allows you to connect, then you've got a good process. If your selling process prevents you from connecting at a deeper level, it's fundamentally flawed and it must change. Sorry, I went on. No, that's great. That's great stuff. And, and we're, we're, we're lighting up the chat, which is good. We're waiting on Sean Hathaway. Hopefully Sean uh, is, is getting our, our, our Morse code messages. Um, uh, did you know Morse code is making a comeback in 2024, Pete? No. I didn't know that. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> uh, but I love it. I love it because I feel like, and you held up your phone and you talked about connection. And it, you can you could look at this and say, okay, this is this is bugging me. I can't make a personal connection with people. They're always on the phone. But think about how you can show your personality as a mattress store owner to the world, definitely to the people you want in your store, right? And I think one one quick and easy way of doing this is if you do have an interaction with a customer and you find out that they have some sort of problem and you maybe they did maybe they left they didn't purchase right but you were able to have that conversation about the problem the solution for their better sleep for their better life or or whatever while it's fresh on your mind fire up the phone and do a video about it listen we just had a customer in our store and we talked to them about this and we were able to you know do this for this because you never know how many other people have that same problem. And if you could just do a minute or two on a video and be able to put that up on your Facebook, on your Instagram. That's huge. All of that stuff is like, because that's real. That That's exactly what, listen, we just had this problem in our store. We just had someone come in and maybe, maybe you, you're sitting on the product that you actually sold to this person. You don't yeah. need to have that person do it. It'd be great if they could do their own video, but most people aren't comfortable doing that. But then people see you. They see your personality and, you know, success, right? You're able yeah. to, to, to do that. So here's something. What, what our friend Chris Stone just shared with you was huge. Do it while it's fresh. Do it. Right then, shoot that video right right away because when a customer walks out of the store, there's an energy that you have that you're not going to have two hours from now. So Tim, Chris, all you guys that are watching, Ryan, do that video right away. So in a minute, Sean will be here. Who's got a question for Sean? What questions do you guys have for Sean? 
All right. We are almost live with with Sean. Boy, it's close. It's close. So, guys, here's the most important thing about 2024. You want to know how to win in 2024? Here it is in a nutshell. Make up your mind right now that you're going to do whatever it takes to win in 2024 because we don't know what all is going to, uh, what all is going to transpire. So, um, make up your mind right now that you're going to do what it takes and it, it might be more than you bargained for. It might be a lot more effort, but you have to make up your mind that you're going to cut through the clutter and you're going to reach out and you're going to find customers that need your products and need your services and you're going to find them. And you're going to help them get a better night's sleep and wake up as happy and pain-free as they possibly can. Um, and if it, they've been on an old mattress, not with a great pillow, not with a nice set of sheets, um, they get a complete sleep system with an adjustable bed. The quality of their life can just, just, Go through the absolute roof. So it all starts with you. 2024 started a month ago. Pete, why do you say that? Started a month ago. You you had to start planning for, for January. It started over a month ago. And while we don't have the final numbers for the year, 2023 was challenging. Some of you guys and gals had increases. My hat is off to you that that worked hard and created a situation where you and your teams won in 2023. And we're going to need that effort plus a little bit more, maybe a little bit more creativity. And here's, here's the thing. If you guys give yourselves a little bit of a grade on how creative was I? How hard did I work? How efficient did I work? And what new did I learn? What new did I implement, which is more important than what you learned? Did I implement into my store? And it might have been a variation of what you learned. Yeah, it might not have worked the way you saw it, but you can... so. There's one, two, three, four, five things. Five things. What if you just got 5% better in each one? 25% increase, guys, gals. Think about that. It could just be one thing that you do 20% better. It, it Maybe one thing is... 5%, one thing's 10%, one thing's 1%, another thing's 2%. And before you know it, my Lord, you got a 30, 30 some percent increase. So um, think about that. Think about what can I do to be more creative? How hard did I really work? How efficiently did I work? You know, that's where I battle, you know, was I as efficient as I could have been? What new did I learn? That's important. But 
What new did I learn that I implemented? That's the money. That's the money right there. And there are guys and gals on this call that will watch this in the future that aren't watching now that are, it's, they're going to put up their hands and go, you know what? I can't do everything. Um, Chris, you can't do everything in your job. It's impossible. You have the entire country for DreamFit. You're a senior VP of sales. You don't have enough time to spend with corporate, with the office, with all the super um, highly productive, you know, top 100 dealers that you have, and then spend time traveling with your salespeople. You don't have time to do everything. So you really have to prioritize. And I'm not picking on Chris. Um, I know he's got broad shoulders and he, he and, and, and he can take it. Um, we all have that to some degree. Almost every store owner, we have to look for ways to create some space so that we can actually work on our business instead of getting drowned in the details of our business. And sometimes it's, it's a simple thing. We actually need to bite the bullet and hire another person to help because I can't be all things to all people. I can't be the delivery driver, um, the person that answers the phone, the salesperson and the buyer and the chief executive of everything. I can't do it. I can't do it anymore. I need to start to get some additional help. And that is huge growth for a store owner. And it starts with one two-letter word. Does anybody know what it is? Type it in if you know what the word is. You have to start using this word with everybody, including vendors, including people that come into your store at times, including your staff. And it's a simple word. It's two letters. No. You have to start saying no so that you can say yes to the important things. You have to say no to the urgent, no to the trivial, so that you can say yes to the important, yes to the significant, yes to the things that move the ball forward for the vision of your company and what you want to be. And without a further to do, let me introduce Sean Hathaway, the owner of Mattress World Northwest. How are you? Great. Good morning and Merry Christmas. And I, and I apologize. I had 11 a.m. Pacific time. You had Eastern uh, time. 100% my fault, Pete. Sorry. No, it's actually, I, I should have known. Chris has given you the, uh, the muscle sign. So yeah, Chris. Thank you, Chris. So how to win in 2024? I've been going on and on about being creative, working hard, being efficient, implementing what you learn. Uh, that's new. How does it start for you? Did it start in October? Did it start in September? Well, let, let's say you didn't do any of that and you want to start today. Yeah. I think there's a great way to get started. So I'm just going to make the assumption you want your business to get better. And the guy down the street did a little better than you. So the first thing I would do is I would reach out to your uh, the company that gives you your um, point of sale. And we use profit. 
and you can ask them for a review of how your company stacks up against everybody in your industry. They leave out the names, but since you've been reporting to them for a year, they're going to give you back a whole P&L of your business for the year compared against the industry. And each line item is going to tell you whether you underperformed, met the median, or overperformed. And then you're going to sit down with your accountant or the brightest people on your team, and you're going to identify the spots where you were just average or below. And you're going to go right after those spots and, and try to fix those. So that's the, the first way I would get started because now you actually have a target to aim at. I think everybody starts the year with, yeah, oh, I want to do more sales. Let's try to do more of that. Let's cut down here. But why not have a very spe specific target of where you want to get started? And how specific um, do they do they get? Uh, do they do it like average margin? I mean, do they? Yeah, margin, delivery costs, oh, wow. uh, sales. Yeah, they're going to pinpoint right, right on down the P&L. And, you know, for us, I, I'm going to say for us in general, we've been doing that for years. So we've leaned out the expenses where we need to find them. I mean, so we're going to target sales this year and we're going to try to lift our average sales unit, average sales price, so our ASP. And Pete, we have a very specific way we're going to do that. Um, we are going to go back and identify um, what our best products are in our store. So I don't know if you service appliance stores or mattress and appliance or full furniture stores, but we're a mattress store and we're going to identify our top three mattresses, the very best ones, but with a caveat, they're going to be different. They're going to be very unique. So one might be an inner spring and one might be air or a waterbed for that matter. But what you're, you're thinking out loud to your customers, I want to give them a choice of a unique feel, a unique technology, uh, something very different that they're not going to get at the store down the street, whoever that is. And so you're really leaning into technology selling. Well, you could say that. Yeah, sure. You could say that, but every store is a little bit different, right? So we've identified the technologies we're going to use as the top three. And so then everybody on your team has to be an expert in those top three. So the idea is, is you're going to give everybody, if you have one employee, five employees, the same exact experience. I think back 30 years ago when I had my own single store. You know, I kind of judged people when I saw the car drive up. I told myself I wasn't doing it, but if I heard one little word that they, I would be like, oh, I, I probably need to take them over here. They're a value customer. If I was having a bad week, I was thinking everybody on the planet was having a bad week and was watching, you know, dimes and nickels. But what we've learned is every customer come, comes in as a brand new, unique customer and they deserve your very best. And so you need to identify that mattress or appliance or piece of furniture on your floor that you've kind of reserved for, well, hey, you know, if you want to see the best, let me take you to that. Just make it the first one. Just make it the first one. And when you get there, make sure you and everybody on your team have the same exact presentation, A to Z, all get, and that you're all masters at it. You can do it with your eyes closed, with your hands tied behind your back. 
And so for the new year, we want to increase our sales. We are going to kind of a unified presentation where everybody greets the customer at the door and we say the same thing. We do a greeting. And if their answer to our greeting is, hey, we're looking for a new master suite or we're kind of open to a new mattress, ours is old. We are going to go to one of those three uh, unique mattresses where we have a presentation nailed and we are going to start there. And I think uh, just for anybody out there listening for the new year, you're automatically going to see a lift in sales with that little unique switch in uh, your process right there. Yeah. It sounds to me like you're really leaning into process and and, and making sure that everybody is on the same page with their greeting. Everybody's on the same page with their presentation. And, and, and ladies and gentlemen, that, that's not easy. Those are easy words to say, much more to difficult say. to execute, especially when you have over 20 stores. Um, soon probably going to be 30 before you know it. So. Uh, when you have that many stores and that many unique personalities, managing those people to sing off of the same song sheet at the, the right time is not an easy thing. It's a serious commitment that an owner has to make. And you have to make it when you're a single store. You have to start to document everything because if you know you're going to want more than one store, you must start the process of having a process right now and document everything, what works, what doesn't work, why. And well, the one thing that I would, first of all, let me compliment everybody that's watching this. You're, you, you are the top 1%. People that don't want to get better aren't watching this. The only people that are watching this right now is the 1%, the people that want to get better. And so I compliment you guys for being here and for listening and for taking notes and for wanting to get better. And, you know, Sean has been at this, what, over 30 years now? Yeah, right around 30 years. Oh, my Lord. Oh. Lord. But, but, but isn't that crazy? You know, you grow and... And now I have a team of fantastic ma managers who you've had on the store, like Ryan and Justin, they're amazing. Yeah. But even when you think you're that good or you've been about around that long, or you say we're in the 1%, you still need to go back to ground zero every year and look at yourself from top to bottom and find your weak spots. Because if you don't do that, you just slowly start sinking and you get a few years down the road and you've really you know, given away a lot of your edge. Wow, those. Yeah, Tim, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying amen. Um, go back to ground zero every year. Question your assumptions. Question everything. And, 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 and pretend like you don't own it. Pretend like it's not your baby. Because this is your baby. And it's easy to become emotionally attached to your baby. It's easy to let your ego get in the way. It's natural. As a matter of fact, it's going to happen unless you're on guard, unless you're vigilant and you say, no, I'm not going to let that happen 
And part of our process is we go to ground zero every year and we build our company the way we want it to be built to deliver the kind of consumer experience. So let me ask you a question, Sean. Do you guys shop your competitors? Wow, that's a great question. I wish I could come right out and say, yes, we shop our competitors locally. But I will have to admit that that is a, uh, a fantastic learning tool that we have let go by the wayside. Now, we have a couple aces in the hole. We, we have partners with stores around the country. So we're able to see how they do their process. They flat out just tell us in other markets. Right. And, you know, we get intel, but absolutely, I think you should shop your competition, but you should, uh, that the person that's probably not shopping their competition should, because your competition is going to come in and they're going to tell you what they were uh, presented down the street. You still need to refine your process. Like every day you need to be role playing. You need to going, be going out to the mattresses on your floor. For instance, for me, I struggle with technology. So I literally have to go uh, to the, the bases, the adjustable bases. I have to pick up the remote, make sure they're on, the batteries work. Uh, does this have massage? How do I pair my phone? Um, are there any tricks to the massage and toggling through the the buttons on the remote? You have to be able to pick that up when a customer comes in and be like you're a gamer and you are on that thing eight hours a day. And I think honestly, most of us get to that bed, find out it's not even paired to the bed, go dig in the closet for a battery. You've already lost the sale. Like just you might as well just hide in the closet when you go look for the battery. You're 100% right. And I'll tell you, uh, today we have more adjustable beds on our floors than ever before. And making sure everyone is in working condition, that it's paired properly to the right base. And because, I mean, that is, that is constant attention to detail. Because they get moved. Your customers move them. Their kids move them. Your salespeople yep. move them and they get, they forget where they were. And, and um, you have to pay attention to all the little teeny tiny things. And there's more teeny tiny things now than there were 20 or 30 years ago, right? Yes, indeed. Yep. So that's, that's great. You know, you, you stumbled on something there and I know that you do this in a myriad of ways. And I just want to explore this a little bit with you. Um, sure. You know, you have, you are connected to other retailers to the point where you trust them enough to tell them your process and they trust you enough to tell you their process. You share Intel. I call that a mastermind. And there's a lot of different ways to have masterminds. You can have little teeny tiny masterminds with just a few stores. It doesn't need to be called a mastermind. But what you're doing is you are allowing yourself to learn from other people's mistakes. And that's what you want to do. Right. And I know that you're in a formal mastermind too. And I know that you have an incredible brain trust um, that, you know, you're leveraging, you know, energy and talents, especially with Ryan and Justin and the rest of the team. I mean, they're all impressive and they're special. 
and they bring passion, they bring energy, and they bring knowledge to your team that you get to use. And, and, you know, one of the things that I guess I would like to say to store owners is don't be all by yourself on an island. It's not an accident that Sean has created what he's created, but he was open to creating it and he used other people's talents, other people's abilities, other people's passion, their knowledge. And you can too. That you just start where you are. I'm sorry, I'm going on it. No, that's all right. But you're you're 100 right. We had our big year end meeting, and I just flat out admitted to you know the whole company that you know I am lucky to be leading them. But the reason we got here is because when I was three years ago, a single door owner, I was opening to hear better ideas. And and then as you grow and get your managers, then you have to be open to hearing your manager's ideas. And not only that, you have to be open to hearing them. <laughs> the hardest part is you have to be open, and open to letting them take off on their idea and let them uh, get it going, you know? And so that's really hard as an owner. It was really tough for me to cut uh, my managers loose and then just like, okay, when it's all said and done, will you tell me what happens when I get the market and it's really good and people come and tell me about it? I can be like, oh yeah, I knew all about that. Yeah. So that's the hardest part. It is. It It is. I think I heard you talking earlier in the show about Google reviews when I was trying to get my equipment on. Did I hear that? Uh, no, but you could hear that anytime out of me. <laughs> well, okay. I, well, I, could, I mean, I, I might as well might, jump right to I that. I might do that in my sleep, Sean, because it's, you know, it's one of those new things that I have to be open to. But, you know, one of the things that it's almost, why are you punishing us with 20 year old pictures of me? <laughs> I'm not doing anything. This is called the magic of Chris Stone. <laughs> Thank you, Chris. <laughs> so letting them have ownership, you know, you, you just kind of let it roll off your tongue and it sounds great and it is great, but it feels like you're losing your left arm and then your right arm when you're doing it. You want to grab it back. The minute you let it go and you give it to them, you want it back. You're like, no, they're going to mess it up. They're going to screw it up. It's not going to be right. Sometimes it's better to let somebody in your company run with a project and maybe mess it yeah. up a little bit and then fix it after. And all of us learn together what we could do better next time. Because at the end of the day, you have to have people who you've trained to your way of thinking and yes. they know it's okay. The, the most empowering thing a store owner can say to an employee is you're going to screw up. And as long as you screw up and you're open and you're honest about it and you don't do it the same way every time, we're going to grow together. We're going to talk to each other and we're going to figure out how to do it better next time. And when somebody knows it's okay to make an aggressive mistake, what we're not going to do is we're not going to sit on our fanny and not try anything. We're, right. If we make a mistake, we're going to make an aggressive mistake and we're going to make a mistake because we're really trying to over-serve a customer. 
and we're going to yeah. learn and we're going to talk about it. And one of the things that I was super, super blessed uh, when I became a rep, my first job was with Serta and uh, Bob uh, Sherman was still, still a young buck then. And I actually would travel in a car with Bob and Bob looked at me one day and he goes, do you realize that you're probably the last rep I'll ever ride in a car with? And I said, you know, I've been kind of playing around with that in my head, Bob. And uh, I got to tell you, I, I, I'm feeling pretty lucky. And I really was lucky. I had great mentors who never gave you the answer. It was the Socratic method the whole way, Sean. So if I asked a question, I would get another question, maybe five questions. Well, did you think uh -huh. about this? Well, did you think about that? Well, what is, what is this and what is that? And what is this other thing? And it made me realize that my thinking, my fundamental thinking has to improve. And I think that happens with everybody whether you're a brand new RSA and you're, you just want to do things right and you're afraid of making a mistake. I think the, the biggest thing that happens to our RSAs is they're, they're afraid of making a mistake. And when we let them know it's okay, make a mistake. If you make a mistake, we'll yes. talk about, um, and yeah. listen, there's no such thing as a dumb question. Ask me questions. That's what I'm here for. And. Our managers, who are the very best managers, they let their salespeople make mistakes. They let their, whoever it happens to be in their company, make mistakes. And then we talk about it after. So there's this, this yin and yang with, with giving it to somebody, letting them have responsibility for a project or an initiative, and then kind of circling back in analyzing what we could have done better. And, you know, what happens over time is they grow and they, they basically become an extension of us. And because they know how we think, they make the right calls and we don't have to be there because it, here's one of the easiest things in the world to say. Don't, don't get trapped into doing everything in your business. You know, start being strategic. That sounds well and it's good and it's true. You know, we can get so mired in all the things that happen in our business that we can't even have time to work on the business. We're so trapped inside of the business. It's easy to yeah. say that, but it's hard to create those situations where we let people grow. So I would say this, one of the things, if you want to win more in 2024, is help your people have more wins and really celebrate those wins. And a few times, let's celebrate some of the, the non-wins because we figured out one way that it, it doesn't work and we won't do it that way again. Well, if you're making mistakes, then you're trying stuff and mm -hmm. you're trying to expand uh, your abilities, which we want everybody to do. And obviously, every time you do that, you're going you're gonna to make little trip-ups. They're, they're funny. And they're fun. And that's what you talk about later. But that's how you get better. I mean, when when people get together at market and they're chatting, not only are they talking about their wins, but they're also talking about the time they screwed up big, right? Yeah. You know? 
but but then the people that are market are all the people that are winning and doing really well. So yeah, you got to trip up to win. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right there. Get out there and F things up. Here you go, John. Krista Haney from <laughs> DreamFit. John Ratchet early in my career told me, I want you to be fearless. Go out there and fuck some shit up. We will deal with it later. Exactly. And you know what? God bless John. I can I I know John and I can I can see him saying that. Um and, and you know what? The thing about with John is you knew he had your back, Chris, right? You, you knew you were gonna break something and you knew you were gonna screw some stuff up. But you knew he had your back. And because you knew he had your back, um, you were even more fearless. So I think that's great. Thanks, Jeff. Thanks, uh, Chris, for sharing that. That's huge. So, man, this went fast. This is, you know, yeah, this we is done? a new strategy. Show up halfway through the show and then you don't have to talk <laughs> as much. <laughs> Well, if we're half, we're uh, not, you know, no, you got to no, get, no, we, we, we can go a few minutes over and listen. Well, so you, you got to have a plan of action. You got to know what you're going to do. And then what I would say is if you have products in your store, for instance, in our store, sheets, pillows, protectors, extended warranties, if you have those and they are not going on orders, there's your, there's four weak spots right there. You have to work on and all of those are going to lift your ticket. And then finally, when you're running your own business, you always have to be marketing. And I think we can all agree Google is one of the top ways to market your company. If you want to know how the guy's doing down the street without shopping them, just pull up their business on Google, look at how many stars they have, look at the rating and look when the last time they got a review. And if you see four five or six in the last two weeks or the last month, it's not because that store is getting more traffic. It's because read the reviews, listen to what they say about that person. They're usually going to say he was energetic, fun, helped us find what we needed quick. And people Google mattress near me, sale near me, uh, Sealy, Tempur-Pedic near me. And they go to the stores that have the best reviews. So if you're not getting reviews, you've done this whole process of getting someone to your store, completing the sale and then not getting the referral. So you're leaving a full 20% of what you need to be doing to win. You're just leaving it on the ground there for someone else to pick up. And it's that person down the street that's picking it up. Well, guys, you just got a masterclass in three minutes. That so true. Pillows, adjustable beds, protective sheets. Make sure you are adding those to your tickets. And one of the best stores, top 100 store, uh, they would not allow their salespeople on the floor unless they could go, um, unless they could prove to their VP of sales that they've been shopping for 10 minutes on the computer. So basically, they had to go in early before you got to go on the up. And this is a store with over 50 salespeople. Okay. That's yeah. over 50 salespeople. You could not get on the upboard until you presented your shopping report. Here's the 10 minutes of shopping. This is what I learned. It was just like one paragraph, handed it to the VP of sales. VP of sales looks at it and says, fine, put yourself on the board and make it mandatory. 
And and listen, if you're an RSA, I know we get some sales pros that work the retail floor on this show. Make that one of your commitments. You're one of your disciplines. I will shop my competition for 10 minutes every day, even if it's just going and looking at their Google reviews and looking at their websites and seeing what they're up to. 10 minutes every day. It'll make you more money. It'll create a situation where you become the go-to guy or the go-to girl in your store. You will have the answers. You will be able to close more sales. And as an owner, you know, doing the same thing, knowing what's going on out there is huge. And, you know, in today's new world, Sean, the guys that are really knocking it out of the park and you're one of them are the guys that get referrals, the guys that get these five-star online reviews, and the guys that get testimonials. And you can't get those unless you really do your job super well as, as a sales pro on the floor. So whatever we can do to develop our sales pros, we want to. And again, you know, you don't have to do it all by yourself. You have reps. If you have good reps that have retail selling experience and they spend time in store selling, which good reps do, I'm, you know, I've been at this 41 years now. I still get on the floor and I still work with retail customers. I never want to lose that. Um, because when you lose that, you lose touch. And when you lose touch, uh, you know, it's, it's never good. Sean, is there anything that we didn't cover that you wanted to say to the folks today regarding how to win in 2024? Uh, well, I liked your idea. No, I think it was pretty clear. You want to find out how you're doing in the industry, where your weak spots are. You want to develop a plan that everybody follows and you want to use your best product so everybody gets to see your best stuff. But at the end, you had said, do the little calisthenic shop. I would say... I always look at these pictures that you see on the wall of the little retailer. He's got a white apron on and um, he's got a broom in his hand and it's always a black and white picture and he's out front sweeping. You, you need to treat your store every day like you're having a Christmas party mm -hmm. and you would never have your friends walk through a pile of leaves or dog poo. You would have vacuumed and swept your entryway. You would have fluffed every pillow on every sofa. You turn on every little Christmas light. You make sure no bulbs are out. This is the same as walking your floor, vacuuming, cleaning up your desk, your, your lunch sack, your book, your crap's not on top of there. So that when that customer comes in, you immediately greet them with a smile. Welcome to you know my place. I am so glad you came in today. I mean, just, just go ahead and win um, right when they walk in the door, right when they park in front of your store. Just take the win right there. Why? Why build up all these barriers to your success with uh, clutter and junk around your store and dirty windows and stuff like that? I mean, just just be ready to start the day and then bam, hit them, hit them hard with how great you are. That is, it's called taking pride in treating your store like you own it. Yeah, right. right? And, and and you own your own small business. You're right. You're you're in charge of your day, no matter how big the store is. That, that customer is coming to see you. Yeah. And when we have store managers who believe that this store is theirs and it's an extension of me and my values, 
then everything changes. And I, I will tell you that early in my career, I got yelled at. I got yelled at uh, because I was not treating a store that I was entrusted to like I owned it. And my father-in-law said to me, son, you have to treat this store like you own it. And if you own it and there's a piece of paper on the ground, you pick it up before you go in the store. If there's another piece of paper in the store, you pick it up. Treat this store like you own it. And I did that and I took that to heart. And that's been a lot of the success that I've had. I'm going to tell you a funny story, guys, how I hired my partner, Nick Marcos, 18 years ago. I was at Tony Amato's mattress um, store. It was like nine o'clock at night. He had closed at eight. Me and Jenny let Tony know that we were looking for, you know, a an, a salesman um, because our business had gotten too big. And he said, well, what about Nick? And I said, I respect Nick. I go, he's one of the few reps that I see on, on a regular basis. Tell me more. He said, I'm going to tell you something about Nick. Whenever Nick comes into our parking lot, he's the only rep that has ever done this one thing. He's the only rep that has ever picked up trash in our parking lot. He doesn't pick up trash in our parking lot and then come in and say, I picked up trash. He just picks it up and he's never said a word to me. He doesn't even know that I know. And I looked at Jen and I said, that's our guy. That's our guy. 18 years later, great. Great business partner, been a great partnership. Why? Because of the little things. So here's my thing to everybody, especially you young ones out there. If you think no one's looking, think again. Someone's looking and it might be the key to your future. You never know. So Sean, thank you so much for sharing uh, how to win in 2024 and Wishing you continued success and and everything you do, brother. Thank you, Pete. And I apologize for being late, but I love being on your show. So I hope we all can win in 2024. There we go. Sell a million, guys. <laughs>